Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode of Talking to Unicorns, which is my little video series where I talk to unicorn factory freelancers, get to know them, get to kind of hear their stories. And today I'm going to be talking to Jenny, who is a copywriter from Auckland. Jenny, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. So, the reason why I wanted, so there are a lot of things I want to talk to you about. Um, obviously, one big thing is um, recently you put a bit of a post out about your transition from um, your normal nine to five job to becoming a freelancer, which was fantastic. And that's going to be a big thing that I want to talk to you about. But just as like a little bit of an intro, can you give people a bit of an idea of like what it is you do? who the types of clients are that you work with and all that type of stuff. Sure. So I am a copywriter. I'm now self-employed and I work with a range of clients across many different niches. Um, my biggest client at the moment uh, is a software company that works with um, some of the biggest fitness influencers in the world. So I help um, some of these big names with their email marketing campaigns, their ad campaigns, their social media strategy, um, uh, landing page copy, web content, that kind of thing. I also do work with small, uh, smaller businesses as well, um, individual um, other freelancers and solopreneurs. Um, yeah, a variety of different um, brands of shape, all shapes and sizes. Nice. So do you um, mainly do the like copywriting for them or do you come up with like the content strategies or what exactly does your day-to-day -day work with those particular clients look like? So um, I am, I'm the only copywriter with this particular big company. So I'm in charge of the content strategy as well. They have a digital, a head of digital marketing, um, but predominantly for um, email marketing campaigns and um if they're having trouble with their social media campaigns, if they're um, not seeing the engagement they want or not having um, high enough click-through rates and that kind of thing, then I come in and sort of assess what they're doing and figure out areas that they could improve it. And because it's pretty much, uh, copywriting is about writing to sell things and building trust with customers and social media, if you want to get results on that, it's the same thing. You have to build that trust and deliver value and um, get people to know and like you. So I kind of come in and help guide them and give them a few ideas and tips and strategies on how they might be able to improve that. So my day-to-day, -day, um, usually I am working on some email campaign for the week across one of my clients or um, outsourcing. I have a couple of um, other contractors who I outsource a lot of work to who I usually get to do things like blog content now because blogs take a really, really long time and I kind of don't have the time to do those myself. So I will delegate tasks at the beginning of the week, um, oversee them all, check them. Things like landing pages, web content, um, true copywriting where it's really about uh, convincing someone to buy. I usually do all that myself um, just because I know, I know the client, I know the industry, I, I know the market. So um, I kind of feel like I've kind of got that, you know, kind of got that area down. So um, yeah, pretty much every day I'm working on building content for some website or um, some email campaign or creating ads for some client. 
Awesome. So one thing that I've always wanted to know about um, copywriting or copywriters in general is that um, obviously there's like a method to writing content, but how easy or how difficult is it for you as a copywriter to work in different industries or different types of businesses? Uh, it is challenging. Uh, it's, but I enjoy the, ch I enjoy the challenge. Um, the reason I decided to go freelance uh, and work for myself was because I was quite bored just being stuck within one industry. Um, and even though you get really good at that one thing and you know what works and you can crank things out really quickly, it is not that it's not very fulfilling. I, I find um, the challenge of researching a new client, researching the industry, their market, um, testing things, trying new things and seeing what people respond to. I really, really like that. So, and it's all, you know, part of growing and developing your skills and getting better and becoming stronger and applying lessons you've learned from that industry into this one. And it's, yeah, I, I really enjoy the challenge of learning and trying new things, stepping outside my comfort zone. Cool. Well, well, let's go back to the beginning and kind of, think of like how you got into becoming a copywriter. Like, um, yeah, how, how did you land that first client? Well, I was formerly a hairdresser and I had actually been a hairdresser for about seven years. I was very good at it. I um, won quite a few awards and built quite a successful career for myself, but it was never my, I never saw it as my forever job. It was, a, it was always kind of like a stop along the way to what I thought would eventually actually be my career. Um, and I'd always been a writer. And when I became very disillusioned with the industry in the last year that I was doing it, um, I really wanted to look at ways that I could create a career for myself as a writer, but I didn't want to go to university. Um, because I didn't want to waste another three years. I am very impatient. I wanted it to happen as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So um, I started researching different ways that I could get into it and try and um, learn as much as I could. And I'm a big believer in learning on the job and um, learning by doing. So I found a ton of books that were highly recommended across um, on Goodreads for marketing, um, copywriting, as well as just building a career for yourself in any sort of industry. And I read all of those. I'm very studious. So I took heaps of notes, um, created dry folders with book summaries, listened to podcasts, audiobooks. I refer back to these uh, summaries all the time as well. Mm -hmm. um, my, uh, my partner owns his own business. So he was able to kind of push me in the right direction and um, give me a bit of confidence because I didn't have a lot of confidence that in myself and obviously going from hairdressing to copywriting is a very big change. So I didn't even know if I was capable of it. Um, when I tell people about it, like my clients at work, they'd often be like, Oh, wow, that's a really big change. I could never do that. You know, how, how do you know that it's going to work out? So, um, it was good having someone in my corner kind of cheering me on and letting me know that it was possible. Um, I did, a, I wrote a lot, um, every single day, the only way you can get better at doing something is to do it. So every time I would read something or learn something new, I would immediately practice it. Um, I cold call clients, reach out to businesses all the time, see if they would let me build my portfolio. I found it worked to reach out to small New Zealand businesses because often they 
have a small budget for things like copywriting and content anyway. And they're more likely to, in my experience, help you because it helps them as well. And they kind of relate to you and your experience just starting out. So I'd offer my services for free, um, just in the um, interest of building a portfolio. And I landed my first actual client that way as well, which was pretty cool. Um, I didn't expect that, but um, you know, uh, I guess um, in the, the book Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, Cialdini talks about the principle of reciprocity and how if you give someone something, provide value, do something for them for free, they will be much more likely to give you something back in return, Or, um, which is a huge rule of copywriting. You know, If you give them heaps of value, then when you do actually ask for the sale, they're more likely to do what you say. Um, yeah, so after I, I landed that first client, um, but shortly after that, um, I actually got my first actual copywriting job. So I'd started applying for jobs um, and I wasn't getting, I wasn't hearing anything back, which I wasn't that surprised about because the only work experience I had on my CV was hairdressing. So I, I know that recruiters with a pile of CVs in front of them would just be flicking through them reading hairdressing and being like, why is a hairdresser applying for this job? And immediately discounting me as an option. So I actually left hairdressing off my CV entirely because I thought that that might be sabotaging me. And instead I focused on my skills and experience. So um, I have had a lot of questions about what that actually physically looks like. So, you know, I had my personal blurb, my contact information, um, my list of skills. And then on the other side, I had projects that I'd worked on or things that I'd achieved within writing that I was proud of, places I'd been published, that kind of thing. That was it. And I got my first job interview that way. Um, and when they got back to me, they asked me to provide a writing sample as most places do when you apply for a job. And because I was applying for a copywriting job, I decided to um, give them four writing samples rather than one because I knew most people wouldn't bother to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, I provi provided four different samples and explained how I would split test them to see which was the winner. And they loved it because that's pretty much what we do all day with that with that client and that and I got my first job that way and I'm very grateful to that company for taking a risk with me because when they interviewed me um, it was pretty clear that I hadn't didn't actually have a lot of um, actual you know work experience but uh, they were really interested in my attitude and my actual physical work that I had provided for them and yeah um, they are now my biggest client as a as a freelancer Amazing. What a great story. So a question I have is how did that transition look for uh, like look like from being a hairdresser to starting copywriting? Did you kind of just say, okay, I'm fully committing, quit hairdressing and then start there? Or did you start building up a bit of work on the side to kind of see if it would work for you? Um, I'm, yeah, and I didn't quit my job until I had another job lined up. So, um, so I, I had actually there was some, last year um, something that definitely helped. I did go traveling for seven weeks and it was a family holiday and it was actually a nightmare. It was like the worst, like worst seven weeks of travel. It was honestly like Little Miss Sunshine. There was five of us, my granddad, my parents, my brother and I, honestly in a camper van driving around England. And that sounds, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, traveling around England's amazing. Um, but 
it was hell. It was so, so bad. But I used that time. I had seven weeks off work. So I, I, that I really used that time to direct all my energy into just consuming these books and um, listening to these podcasts and taking these, doing these online courses, learning as much as I could, writing all the time, journaling every day. Um, and that was a really, that really set me in good stead. Um, prior to that trip, I had decided I wanted to take those steps and I'd started learning and researching stuff on my own. Um, I had made it clear to my boss um, at the salon I was working at that I was wanting to change careers. He saw it coming. He kind of knew that I'd been a little bit discontented with my, um, with my, with my job. So he was, he was very supportive. Um, and I considered moving into like helping the salon with the marketing as well, but that kind of never really worked out. So it was really, um, yeah, having a few weeks definitely gave me a good opportunity to focus a lot of time and attention. And when I came back, I stayed at that salon for I think a month before actually getting like sealing the deal with the, with the actual copywriting job. And then I left. That is so amazing. So I mean, there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I think one thing that I would be keen to know, so you, you land this copywriting job and then a few months, so about six months later, I think it was, you then transition into freelance. Yeah. So how so, did that come about? Uh, when, I, when I did my job interview for the job, I was, I mean, I, I look back now and everything I do, I, I kind of fake it till I make it and I'm pretty... Um, not really afraid to take risks. So in the interview, I had said that I wanted to explore remote working um, options and that ideally I would work from home as much as possible or, um, you know, at least one day a week. And, and so I feel like, you know, I kind of laid out the expectations early on that um, that was a direction I wanted to move in because I knew that um, if I took a copywriting job, I wouldn't want to, I never wanted to work in an office forever. I, I always wanted to be self-employed, um, be able to work wherever I wanted in the world, you know, that kind of thing. So um, when I started working, I did, I tried to work from home as often as possible. Like, I, I don't know, it was a bit cheeky probably. Like I'd each week ask, just ask, can I work from home today? Or I've got this, can I work from home today? And, um, and because I was so very diligent and worked really hard uh they never said no like i never gave them a reason to doubt me on those days that i did work from home i always sent them a daily report and i was i made sure that my output was really really good so that they knew that i wasn't slacking off and i could be trusted and then at the end of the year um last year uh my boss said that he didn't want me to work from home anymore he wanted it to be a rare exception he wanted me in-house um because he had some exciting plans for the year and he wanted us to work closely together. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that did not align with what I wanted, um, that that was actually moving in the opposite direction. So I had, I had a very good relationship with, with the CEO. So I called him on the phone before I went back to work um, in January and I was very transparent with him. And I said, you know, um, I want to be honest with you that my my ultimate goal is to work remotely 100% of the time. Is there any way that we can work together to make that happen? And then he told me that he had 
kind of he had envisioned me maybe moving up into like promoting me and putting me in a different role and that would be in-house 100% of the time um, and I hadn't been expecting that so I went away and thought about it for a couple of weeks and thought do I want to take on this this higher role or do I want my digital nomad life and um, and I actually decided that no, I, I still wanted to work for myself and I wanted to be at home. So I came back to him and he was very understanding and appreciated the transparency. And um, that's when we had the discussion about how we could make that work and decided it was best if I, um, if he hired me as a contractor rather than an employee. So I had to resign as an employee, sign a new contract as a contractor. Um, and here we are. So it worked out really well, actually, for me. <laughs> so what appealed um, to you more about the freelance or the contractor lifestyle rather than making that step, getting promoted? Because you essentially come into this job in this brand new career that you love uh, doing what you love to do. And now, not just that, you smashed it for six months, you get the option to move up, and now you have to choose between two different lifestyles. Like, What made you make one decision over the other? That's a very good question. Um, I, I really, I thought about it long and hard and I thought about where I ultimately wanted to end up. And um, I, what it all comes down to is that I just really like writing. I love writing. I love producing good content. My ultimate goal is to um, eventually have a, a content business that um, I have people doing the work for me and I can then work on passion projects um, essays that I, I care about, um, that I do just for fun. That is what I want. So when I sat and thought about where I would like to be in 10 years time, it wasn't like head of digital marketing for a company. Like that is not digital marketing is not, uh, where my passion lies. Like what I do is part of that. And I find it really interesting. I love the human psychology aspect of marketing. Um, but when I really thought about it, that is not the reason I got into this. So I, um, I, I, yeah, made that, made the decision that way. And I always, I like, I like working for myself. I'm very autonomous. I hate being micromanaged. Um, I prefer to be given a task being, being entirely trusted to go and do that and deliver a certain outcome. And, um, yeah, working for myself definitely, definitely works best. I almost, when I'm in an office or forced to be somewhere, I, am actually way less productive because I hate knowing that I have to be there. It's yeah. Mm. I, I much prefer um, marching to my own drum. Mm. I know exactly what you mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm like one for one the same. <laughs> yeah. There's like a requirement when I do like client work is like, I have to be able to work remotely in my own time because yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I won't even get into too much detail about it, but I know exactly where you're coming yep. from. Now, now that you are freelancing, one thing that happened that I discovered by chance recently <laughs> was a huge Reddit post. And but at the time when I read it, um, I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> but it was a post basically sharing your story and how you transitioned from being a hairdresser to running your own business. And it was awesome. I'm going to link it down below so anyone can check it out. But I want to talk to you specifically about putting yourself out there because that's massive, you know, especially because, yeah, like 
Yeah, it was terrifying. I was really, really nervous about it. Um, funnily enough, like, uh, obviously it had quite a positive reaction, which was really great, but, but I never used Reddit before. I used to use Reddit sometimes if I, I don't know, I wanted to know about some social media tool or something, I'd Google, you know, social media tool Reddit to find out what people were saying about it. But I was never really active on Reddit myself. So I didn't even have enough karma to be able to post that thing in that group. I had to, um, I had to spend two days commenting on people's stuff just to build up enough karma so that I could actually post it. So um, it took, it took a while, but um, I was very nervous about putting it out there because even though there is, you know, it's fairly anonymous, even, I mean, I posted some links to my site on it, but um, because people are anonymous, I was quite nervous that, uh, I don't know, I might get torn to shreds because the kind of people who read um, stuff and like the entrepreneur group and things like that are obviously running massive companies and doing things um, much bigger than what I did. So I was a bit nervous it wouldn't go down very well. Um, but I kept thinking that I, when I started out, there was nothing out there that, that looked like my journey. I had no point of reference to go on um, for how I should start and what I should do. And I would have loved to have had heard a story like that, one that didn't involve going to university or, you know, just moving from one completely different career to another. Um, there's nothing else else like that. So I reassured myself that actually it is a, you know, many people would find it a really interesting story. And if they didn't, at least it'd get downvoted and that would be that, you know, I hoped that there would be nothing ultimately bad to come from sharing my experience. Um, and it was almost like testing the waters to see if anybody cared, like whether or not I should um, put my story out there more. Like Reddit's a pretty good place to test the waters on things like that because if no one cares then your post will just disappear so um yeah while I was very nervous to put it out there I'm glad that I did I was really inundated with messages from people who were really inspired to hear my story and many actually cosmetologists in the U.S. who were in the same boat who wanted to get out and move into marketing or copywriting and um said that that's exactly what they needed to hear at that time so that was really cool awesome so it got heaps of traction is so it, how many up it got like over a thousand upvotes 2.2 yeah 2. oh 2. my up. goodness so like when was the moment that you realized that all oh, this is taking off one and number two what was like the general feedback that you were getting from people out there commenting? uh i realized pretty quickly because my Instagram account blew up. So um, I was, yeah, I, I posted a link <laughs> to my Instagram account and it um, just, it was taking off. I had so many message requests. I was getting emails, um, inquiries through my website, like filling out the inquiry form. And um, on Reddit, I had so many me private messages as well. Um, and the app, like the Reddit app on your phone gives you notifications for how many upvotes you have. So when it hit a thousand, I was like, that is crazy. That is <laughs> so cool. Um, it actually um, outperformed. So in my post, I linked to a copywriting course that I found on Reddit, which was amazing. And um, I love that course and I referred back to it a lot. And I think it outperformed that, that post, which was pretty, pretty incredible. Um, 
I couldn't, yeah, I still, it's, I, I'm still getting messages. Like I posted it two weeks ago and I'm still getting um, messages every day from that post. Yeah. It still lives. That is amazing. And so um, what if kind of, yeah. And so feedback wise, a lot of, did you, so it was, you had a lot of people just asking you for advice on how they can transition. What? Yeah. Um, there were, there are three main things that came through. First of all, thanks for sharing. Like I found your story really inspiring. Um, another one was if you took your work experience out of your CV, what did you put in instead? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people were confused about that. Um, and then the third one, which was interesting, was people would message me saying, um, that is incredible. Can you give me advice on how to get started? And I'm like, I literally just wrote a whole post about it step by step. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? <laughs> I, had a, I, I still get a lot of that. People messaging me asking, what can they do? How can they get started? It's like they want me to do it for them. Um, so those are the three main ones. A few, a few negative comments came through, but nothing that, um, you know, wasn't necessarily true. Like uh, I had a, a bit of feedback on my website, how it didn't look um, professional enough or something. And, you know, I definitely intend to have it properly designed one day by a, by a graphic designer, but I needed to get a site up. I didn't have one and done is better than perfect. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it's mostly really cool to, to have people share their own stories with me and tell me how inspiring they found it and that it's nice to hear a, a different take on how, on how someone um, achieved this career change, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. It is so impressive. And you've done, you did it so fast as well, which is the most impressive part about it is you just went out and just did it because it took me like a lot longer than you to kind of make those leaps. It just kind of seems that you just like had a plan and you just executed it, which was super impressive. Now, I yeah, yep. I have this really weird brain. I don't know. I just make, I don't know. I, I get very laser focused when I want to, when I want to do so. I did the same thing with hairdressing. When I started hairdressing, I wanted to be the best hairdresser. So I did everything I had to do to win. I wanted to win that competition. So I do everything I had to, to get there. So, yeah. So what do you think the kind of characteristics that you have, that have helped you like develop besides focus what kind of other characteristics have you do you feel have helped you most running a freelance business running a freelance business i think um you have to be a good communicator i i, I think is one that i'm continuing to learn how to how to manage expectations from the outset so um i find especially in a job like most of you know most of those most of us on the unicorn factory, the work that we do is really um, highly skilled and time consuming and not cheap, you know? So how to manage somebody's expectations when they inquire about your services, how you can provide value for them as well as so that they feel when you tell them what the price is, it's like, okay, um, I understand why that is. Um, and how to give enough of yourself to a, a prospective client, but also not too much. So when you're, you know, um, for example, uh, I, I had a learning curve recently where I invested hours of my time on the phone with a prospective client, um, talking them through what the process would look like, you know, recommendations, what I would do. I then provided a free site audit. So all in all, I probably gave these, these clients, this client or this potential client five to six hours of my time for free. And it didn't 
it, it didn't um, result in a sale because I didn't have the budget for it. Um, so it's like, how, how do I get, how do I strike the right balance of providing value to a prospective client without giving too much of myself away for free? That's something that I'm really work, working on. Um, and also um, learning to be okay with outsourcing work as well. So I have two contract writers that I um, give work to and learning to let go, you know, I think is something that we really struggle with as freelancers and creators, like being okay with um, delegating work, uh, knowing that they won't do it the way that you will, but that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It just means it'll be different and you can't grow and build a bigger company unless you finally bite the bullet and give tasks to other people. Mm-hmm. So do you have like, um, do you have like a vision of where you, or maybe like, I don't know, like vision's a strong word, but like, do you have like a plan on how you see your business evolving over the next few years? Or are you kind of like, like, you know, just kind of making it up, figuring it out as you go? Uh, I'm kind of figuring it out as I go. I know where I ultimately want to be um, personally, which is, you know, creating content that I'm passionate about that aligns with my values and my goals and my beliefs. Um, and um, I, I'd, I'd like to build some sort of um, content agency or creative agency. Um, so yeah, something, anything that, I don't know, I'm, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I keep, I have that big ultimate vision in, in mind and I keep that in mind and sort of figure out the path as I go yeah amazing well i always reserve this last section um for tips for people to get into like a specific industry and so i mean like you're the best person to ask obviously there's that article but if um i want to if i want to become a copywriter or if i want to transition from a full-time job into copywriting what are some like key things that you should keep in mind or do or research? I think um, some the main things that really helped me, um, you have to be open to learning and do the work, like find the resources and actually do the work. Like if you find the books that, that you know, I've got several book lists and reading lists and stuff that I recommend, read the damn books. Don't just buy them and let them gather dust on your shelf. Read the books, invest in courses, and then invest your time. And like, as in, when I say invest in courses, I did a Backlinko SEO course, which, you know, is a small cost. It's not like going to university, but it's an online course worth it like do the work it takes time but it's worth the effort mm-hmm. um, also finding a mentor or somebody who can uh coach you and give you that um, bit of self-doubt and push in the right direction help you reassure you that your decisions are on the right track or maybe help you think differently about something is really helpful as well um, there are heaps of small business owners out there i think that would be happy to give um you know, some of their time to help guide you if you're stuck or you're not sure. And also being open to feedback and critique is really important too. I used to be painfully shy about sharing anything I'd written with anybody, mm-hmm. which uh, you have to get over that, you know, you, you have to be open to hearing feedback, accepting that what you pres- like what you produce is not going to be perfect in the first instance and that's okay you only get better if you are willing to share yourself share your work learn from it take advice you know all of those things that's amazing well 
we're gonna we're about to hit the 30 minute mark um so i first of all just want to thank you for your time i think i think your story is amazing and especially for the unicorn factory community a great one to hear because unfortunately i come across so many people who are on the fence about transitioning into freelancing but don't do it so just yeah. the fact that you've taken the time, sit down, tell your story, hopefully will show people what you can do if you focus and just get shit done. So, I mean, yeah. So is there any way, uh, like how can people find out a bit more about you? Uh, you can con- you can reach me um, on my website, my personal website, which is www.eastwoodcreative.co or on Instagram, which is eastwood.creative. Um, and I'm very receptive to messages. So if anybody wants to talk. Awesome. Well, Jenny, thank you so much. It was really insightful and I had a great time. And yeah, everyone else, thanks for watching. Uh, That was episode number five. And I'll see you next week. Bye.